Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Alex. <laughs> so you were born in Canada or? Yeah, I was born in Canada. Um just outside of Toronto. Mm -hmm. Were your family like living in England at some point? How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad's from England. What made him move to Canada was his job or? My mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> what do they do? Um, wow, I've never been asked these questions before. <laughs> my dad has, uh, he works in the aviation industry oh, oh. and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Where do you get your creative side from? I think my dad yeah he's got I feel like my dad has this sort of like untapped creativity that he well he it's not untapped it's just that he never got to express it like professionally mm -hmm. what kind of music were they playing the house when you were growing up um a lot of like Motown classic rock psychedelic rock mm -hmm. and then just like top 40 <laughs> yeah were you into you were into that like indie stuff also right? like rock stuff yeah, but I actually didn't, I feel like I didn't start properly listening to music until later, like college. Oh. Yeah, I was kind of a, a late bloomer in that way. And then once I started listening to more indie, more experimental, electronica, like, I sort of had this, you know, musical revelation. And that's mm -hmm. when I started writing, too. Were you also into, like, more classical stuff, or? Yeah, I, I study classical. Yeah. Um, I, it wasn't really for me. I, I, I really enjoy classical piano. Mm -hmm. I never had the chops to make it as a classical pianist, mm -hmm. but like I was decent enough. And I, I, and I still to this day really enjoy like learning a like Bach or like a Chopin piece and just, you know, seeing how, how well I can do with yeah. that. Um, and I also love watching, like going to see classical, classical music. When it came to classical voice, though, I felt I felt like it was kind of stupid. Like, kind no, I mean that's a broad generalization, but I just felt like it was kind of like I didn't like the people. It was it was very strict, and and it was only about using this one part of your voice. And the voice has so many facets, and it's mm -hmm. it can really be sometimes to make a really ugly sound can be the most beautiful thing to listen to. So I don't know. I just felt really limited by that, and I never. I did it for two years, seriously, and then I never mm. pursued it past that. Were you in some sort of like reality TV show? Girl, you're you are bringing up all the dirt, and you don't even, you're not even looking at like a notepad or anything. It's all memorized. <laughs> I studied and memorized. Like, okay, this girl's full of surprises. <laughs> um, let's just say no, I was not on a reality <laughs> television show. Just leave it at that. How would you describe yourself back then, growing up? Um, always weird. You know, early childhood years, I was getting made fun of constantly. So I think I sort of learned how to show the sides of me that attracted people to me, which was my voice, singing, um, and being funny. And yeah, I think I was just a really sort of scared kid mm -hmm. that was like holding on to various things to just, you know, not be made fun of. Um, then as I got older, I sort of settled into myself a little more mm -hmm. and really started to embrace my weirdness. 
Did you like school or not at all? I was like a C student other than English and music and like visual art at, at one point. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't, I never like loved school mm -hmm. until later when I got to just do purely like stuff I was good at. Yeah. <laughs> was music always a big part of your life? Like, did you know that it's going to be the career that you wanted your life devoted to? <laughs> I did, yeah. Intense. Yeah, I always knew. I never had any other options. Did you have, so you didn't have any musicians in the family or even like uncles or how did you know I that was like a my viable? my great-grandparents, like my, my grandpa's grandparents, they were musicians, they were session musicians. They like, I think one of them played the drums and the other the piano. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they did it full time, like I don't know if they made money, mm -hmm. but I think maybe they did. I should find out more. But yeah, for at least two generations, there's been no wow. serious... Um, I have an uncle who's a painter, too. So, like, there there are little, like, threads in our genealogy of creative arts, but it's definitely not, like, an art artistic family. Yeah. Or do you think you got, like, the confidence or characteristic from that you know that you could, like, one day it will work out, even though you didn't really have people around you who were doing it? <laughs> I don't know. Like... First of all, I don't even really know what it working out is because, like, <laughs> now I'm at a point where I'm able to sustain myself mm. without working a day job, and, like, that's definitely a level of success. Yes. <laughs> but have I, like, made it? Like, I don't know. Um, but anyway, I've always had this sort of, like, confidence. I'm not a confident person, but I've always had a confidence in my abilities to be an artist. Um, and I don't really know where it comes from. But it's there, and it's st and it's still there, and uh, I'm just gonna see how it goes. I really like. I don't think that I could do anything else, so I just gotta make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So did you go to college at all, or? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I took a, a year off, and then I went to college, and uh, yep. What did, did you do music or? I, I do musical theater, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but <laughs> there were some things I learned there that I that I apply mm -hmm. to my performance now. Yeah. But mostly not, you know, like I, <laughs> it's funny, at the time it. I really liked it, but now when I see people singing that way it's just like <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> sort of like my taste of change, I guess. Um, how long after that until you moved to LA? Um, long, I think. Like yeah. Four years? Oh. Yeah, just me. It was just me alone in my little apartment, like, learning how to write music, really, and produce. Um, and just writing, like, tons of songs, most of them bad, um, until... I hustled my way into like a publishing deal and yeah. got out here. Yeah. Were you like living with your parents still back then or? No, I left. Oh, so were you doing other jobs? Um, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I did catering. I did, I would teach voice lessons, mm -hmm. which I actually really liked. Oh. Um, and then 
Oh, I was in, oh my God, I'm just telling you everything, but it's fine. Um, yeah, I was in a cover band. Oh. It was really fun though. Yeah. Um, and what else? I think once or twice I did like a little acting job, like a, a small mm -hmm. part on a TV show or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. about it. And then what made you want to get like a, like a writing deal, right? Was it pu publishing deal? Publishing deal. Instead I just of, like, wanted, you know, I just, I, LA was like calling to me. Mm -hmm. I visited a friend who um, early, like after college, she moved out here because she got a part on All My Children. And uh, I came out to visit her and I sort of just had this feeling like I'm supposed to be in this city. And so it wasn't so much me going after a publishing deal as it was like I knew the publisher was based in LA and I knew they could get me out here. And... Um, and I knew that there was some, you know, money to be made in uh, songwriting, so... Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just... I wasn't being, like, too strategic. I was kind of always just, like, <laughs> opening myself to any opportunity. Mm -hmm. Were you... Yeah. Were you putting out stuff... Like, when when did LEX start? When I moved to LA. Oh, I mean, so it, you it, weren't putting out stuff before. It was, like... No, I, I officially put out my first single as LEX. Wow, these are beautiful. Yeah, I really what like this these? like purple color. I don't even know. <laughs> they look like some sort of alien flag. Yeah. Um, I put out my first single in 2014, which is right after I moved to Los Angeles. Oh. But I mean, I was like incubating mm -hmm. everything for years in, yeah. in that uh, apartment in Toronto. Mm -hmm. and Everyone in Toronto, all my musician friends were like, what are you up to? What are you doing? Why aren't you performing? And I was like just let me do it like yeah. I just had this sort of vision and um yeah and that turned into Ali X I so, mean I yeah. turned into Ali X <laughs> <I love that laughs> so all the years before that you're just kind of collecting songs and like you weren't were Find, you waiting for the right I was moment? finding a sound I don't mm. know like if other artists can relate to this but I had a lot to say and I had a lot of feelings and I had a lot to express but I didn't have the Sonics uh, that were doing that properly. So it was really about sort of listening to a lot of music, trying out a lot of stuff. And the big thing for me was learning how to produce because all of a sudden I was able to sort of like, instead of like trying to describe to another producer what I was hearing, I could actually like play it, you know, mm -hmm. um, and do it myself. So yeah. that was kind of like the thing that really helped me find my sound. Mm -hmm. How were you able to get a publishing deal initially? Did you already like know people? It was like, yeah, somebody who knew somebody else who knew somebody yeah. else, and then I managed to get myself out to LA with this like internship, and then they I managed to convince them to let me stay for an extra week, and I like took a few. I don't know. I was just really relentless and sort of mm -hmm. like I was. I like I said before, I wasn't. I wasn't being too strategic. I was just going for like everything. Mm -hmm. And it, by fluke, I got a publishing deal. Most people don't get a publishing deal without like a song cut. Yeah, like it was, it was me just being like, you guys, I'm, you know, I'm a really hard worker. <laughs> you should trust, you should trust me. You should bring me. And they, and they took a risk on me and it, you know, got me out here. Mm -hmm. Was it difficult? initially like did people not want to work with you or like getting your name out there no actually there's a funny thing in LA where 
newbies are appreciated. There's really? this sort of, yeah, there's oh. this sort of, well, at least, maybe if you're coming to the city and you're unpublished and like, mm -hmm. then it's a lot harder. Oh. But if you're, if you're with the right sort of crowd, like, mm -hmm. I found, I didn't find it too difficult to get started. I was getting plugged into like, you know, good sessions and, um, and people were excited. I had with, I, I had already with me written, uh, Catch Prime and this other song Tongue Tied that I never released, but it did get leaked. Um, and so I was, you know, kind of playing that, and the reactions were really good. I remember. Mm -hmm. So once I was here, things started moving. They hadn't moved for like four years, and mm -hmm. then they just started to go, and it was crazy. How did you? Was it so you were juggling time between writing for yourself and writing for other people? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, like, I, I always just wanted to be an artist, but when I got that publishing deal, I didn't want to tell my publishers, like, oh, actually, like, I just want to write for me. So, so yeah, and then, you know, through writing for, for others, I'm, I ended up meeting a lot of people and working with, like, Troy Sivan, which was, which was great. Yeah, and, how did that happen? Um, just a, a mutual, like, writer friend that was friends with, with both of us, like, mm -hmm. put us in a room together. And also, Troy had tweeted about a song of mine, like, really oh, early on, and so I that's was... That's really cool. Yeah, so I was, like... That was before he even put music out. He was just, like, a YouTuber. Oh, really? Wow, yeah, this yeah. would mean years ago, then. 2014, yeah. So oh, wow, he that's, hasn't even been doing... I guess that's four years now. Wow. Yeah, we started writing in... It was, was it 2014? I think it was the end of 2014 would have mm -hmm. been our first session. And that's been great. That's been like one of the best things yeah. that's happened to me out here. How do you decide to launch your own imprint? Um, it was a it was a combination of limited options, mm -hmm. i.e., like you know, like it, it's not like I had all these huge offers on on um, my plate to pick from, mm -hmm. and then also just a real desire to be independent, r remain, um, remain like artistically uh, just true to what I was seeing and not have the pressure of like, this is on the radio right now, you should make something that sounds like, this, like mm -hmm. exactly like this or whatever. So kind of a combination of those two things. Mm -hmm. And Murakami has been like a huge help for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Murakami, uh, through those years in Toronto, was like keeping me company. His characters were my friends. Um, just sort of a, this like magical world. Like I used to just, I'd be on my computer for like five hours trying to make music and then I would take a break and eat lunch and I would like be reading 1Q84 mm -hmm. and just sort of like, it would just really, it would give me this sort of like space in my mind and this feeling of... Um, felt like I really related to his characters mm -hmm. yeah because that's still a big part of you now like that fantasy life it is I'm actually like rereading because <laughs> oh, I've read really? everything yeah Aww. I'm trying to find an author that I like love that much um and I can't find one and then were you like spending a lot of time in the hospital I have been in hospitals throughout my life for various ailments I'd rather not get into but mm -hmm. yeah you know like that's definitely something that has impacted me. I don't know, like that it's exactly got to do 
with identity, mm -hmm. with the identity questions that I try to like, you know, answer in my work. Um, mm -hmm. But probably somewhat. Yeah. How are you able to find your identity now? Um, I don't know, like, I feel like just naturally as you get older, you start to find yourself more. Um, and that's something that I've definitely experienced in these last few years. I've grown up a lot since mm -hmm. I moved here. Um, and just kind of like, really being true to yourself, especially as an artist, and an artist when you have a big team and you have these sort of important people and they're telling you one thing and sometimes you just want to please them but you really just need to listen to your gut. But I don't know, like the world is, those are the two things that come to mind first, but like mm -hmm. the world is just such a crazy, like life is just yeah. such a crazy abstract experience and and like, like, what is all this? Like, <laughs> like I don't really know. And I, I, I've never liked to pretend that I have answers or that I'm some sort of role model when really I'm just as confused as a lot of my fans. Mm -hmm. What's the decision to like work with or talk a lot about the LGBT community? Yeah. Um, it's not so much a decision as just like that's my family mm -hmm. and they always have been always my closest friends and even some of my boyfriends mm -hmm. um, you know and it, it's just a place that I find a lot of um, support and comfort and so I, I just do for them what they do for me mm -hmm. and uh, I've just never even understood like homophobia like it just doesn't make sense to me it makes me angry so I just mm -hmm. try and normalize it I guess in, in my little way mm -hmm. where do you get yourself from I think I get it from being really insecure about my body and oh trying my God, to cover you're it so up fit. I can't. <laughs> and then also like um, best legs <laughs> I do like my legs but <laughs> there's other parts I don't um, and then yeah kind of just like what makes me feel like powerful and like like, I think I like people staring at me mm -hmm. in some ways. I, I like to be kind of, whereas I used to, I used to want to just fit in with all the kids at school. Now I like to sort of stand out um, as someone different. And so I think my style reflects that as well. Mm -hmm. How would you say your music has changed since the early songs you made? Um, wow. I mean, early on, I, I was very sort of, um, it wasn't so much poetry as it was just literal feelings, and mm. I think it was like too much. Um, and the way that I've used my voice has really evolved. Like, when you're a trained singer, and I'm not saying that in an impressive way, I think it's kind of, it kind of like gets in the way of like, making good music sometimes when you're like mm -hmm. using too much vibrato or like, <laughs> your voice is too so I, I think my voice has really sort of changed um, and yeah and, and like I don't know with every body of work that I do and I'm working on I'm working on one right now mm -hmm. and maybe another one after that as well and yeah. it, it just sort of uh, I just really feel like a, an evolution 
and it and you just the more you listen to the more influenced you are I guess mm -hmm. how do you say you've grown as a person since when you started well there's negative and positive yeah I've become more jaded for sure um, and some of the magic that I've felt has turned into the magic has turned into money I think and mm. like it's sort of when you actually br break into the industry and you mm -hmm. know people start taking you seriously like you just see things sort of differently and it's just bound to happen I, th I think it happens to to anyone um, who's aspiring to, to come to LA and and then you know it actually starts to work and then you start to sort of see things differently but um, on the positive side I've become a better musician mm -hmm. I've become a better artist I've learned how to really share my art with people and hopefully help them you know mm -hmm. that's what they say to me and that means a lot um, I've met a lot of I'm, I'm surrounded by inspiring artists um, and yeah I think I've learned how to in my personal life I've learned how to share and be more compassionate so mm -hmm. I think one thing I've talked about a lot in my work is sort of the this mental battle of like am I a good or a bad person and like what hmm. does that mean like on other side and these days I'm feeling like better about that I think yeah. I'm I think I'm a good person and I think that's mm -hmm. a big that's a big progress to sort of be feeling that way. So. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Actually, similar to that, but what would you say have been your biggest challenges? Um. Yeah, like mental health, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> physical health, um, being broke. Yeah. Which is it's you know it's that's actually never been the biggest thing, but it, it mm -hmm. is it is a challenge. Um, and feeling, I'm not a person that gets lonely, mm -hmm. but feeling like in LA, like a lack of real friendship. Mm -hmm. All my friends, I have so many like friends here, but it's always business. Mm. So that's, um, that's something I'd like to work on. I'd like to have some, some. What does success look like to you? Uh, like I'm not going to pretend that I don't want to make money. I'd like enough money to mm. be comfortable. I don't need a mansion or anything, but you know, just enough to sort of feel comfortable. Uh, success is being proud more than money. Success is being proud of the work that I put out there and feeling that it, um, feeling just a that it's meaningful and I feel like sometimes when you're working in pop like that that doesn't always work with what's popular mm. uh, or on the radio so that's something I'm always trying to be mindful of um, and I think just if I if, if in five years I find myself in a place where I feel calm and content like that's success yeah. like I don't know I don't, I don't I'm always drawn to this like tortured existence of being in highs and lows and mm -hmm. like it's, I think sensitive artistic people are just naturally like that but mm -hmm. I 
I'm, I've become very aware of it and, and how it's detrimental to me. And mm -hmm. so I think just working towards like being a little more calm <laughs> would be really good. Yeah. What does love mean to you? Oh, love. I feel like it's, it took me so long to understand sort of what love means, which is unconditional support and friendship. Mm. And like physical attraction is in there too. And that's kind of like the, the high that you get. And like, mm -hmm. like it's, it's nice. But at the end of the day, I really feel like it's being able to be completely yourself in front of someone and know yes. that, that you won't be judged and that you'll be loved. <laughs> yeah. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Fuck, that's some deep flake. <laughs> um, I want to be remembered for being a unique, strong-willed person who fought for what they believed in and never gave up on evolving. I think mm -hmm. as people get older, they sort of, um, they get comfortable. And it's funny because I was just saying something that kind of contradicts this. <laughs> but I think it's important to keep, always keep trying to learn and, mm -hmm. and to communicate and to be uh, of some help to society yeah i yeah. love that thank you so much this is awesome thank you it's a really good interview i think it helps to my nerves to like to yeah, walk same <laughs>